Hello and welcome to the end-to-end value chain podcast series. In this series, we discuss industry insights from people working to find solutions that benefit the entire value chain. My name is Zoe Darwala, Communications Officer at the Consumer Goods Forum. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming back John Stein, Director at the Open Voice Network. Welcome, John. Thanks for the opportunity. The pleasure is mine. Thank you. Let's dive straight into our topic for today, the evolution of conversational AI and what it means for businesses. Everyone is amazed by tools like ChatGPT and its sudden foray into our lives and its uses in businesses. So, John, is this a big deal? This is a very big deal. And people who may be much smarter than I am will tell you it's an extremely big deal. It's a big deal in the data that's behind it, but I think it, it's best to place, perhaps place it in context is um, Adam Chire, who was the one of the co-founders of Siri. So an extremely talented, foresightful individual who understands this technology, was saying this past week that every 10 years, there's an enormous, call it a boom, that reshapes the relationship between consumers and technology, between users and technology, and also reshapes the enterprise technology landscape. This is one of those. You know, you go back and there was the graphic user interface using a mouse. There was the internet. There was mobility. There was social media. These happen every seven, eight, nine, ten years. This is one of those. And reshaping search, reshaping how we, in a sense, automate and how we become more productive, reshaping creativity, it's, it's a boom. It's a very big thing. Yes, and as everybody knows, like technology has been moving at lightning speed over the past 20 years. And the way conversational AI works is that you type in a command or a question and it performs the task for you. Now, this is a bit different from Siri and Alexa and the more voice command conversational AIs. So very basically, how does this system work? Zoe, this is all based upon a language model. And a language model is a collection, and in some cases, an extraordinary Everest-sized large collection of words and with probabilistic algorithms and the like that will be able to suggest what is the next word. That's what it does. What is the next word? And the more... Um, data, the more words, the more examples you have in that language model, the much greater is the ability to predict. Capacity, in this case, equals capability. If you, and here's just some facts, if you think about the size of Wikipedia, think of all the stuff, all the content, all the words that's in Wikipedia. That, you know, if you put that together, and you try and store it, that's about 22 gigabytes, according to researchers at Santa Clara University. Chat GPT-3, not Chat GPT-4, nor 5, but Chat GPT-3, as a comparison, say, so this is last year's language model put together from OpenAI. Last year's language model compared to Wikipedia, 22 gigs, Chat GPT-3 was 800 gigs. 
this is extraordinarily enormous. And then you go to jet, you know, the language models of the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. You have an obviously the ability to write Shakespearean sonnets in Mandarin at the request. And so this is separate from Siri and from voice assistance. And voice assistance is the natural language processing, turning, if you will, spoken words into text. So the future, Zoe, is you take natural language processing, turning spoken words into text, and now you potentially, and that's the word, you potentially tie it to these language models, which can now generate, create, summarize, do all these amazing things. This is an enormous step forward. The question is, what's a, it is a step forward for? And I would suggest this is, and for those of you in IT, those of you in business, those of you in marketing, this is going to be an enormous step forward in the evolution of automation. This is a rocket fuel jump potentially for enterprise automation. On the creative side, the code writing side, the handling meeting side, working in the office side, that's where it's going to start. We don't know where it's going to end, but that's where it's going to start. An extraordinary potential potential change in automation efficiency and just automating processes. Now, thank you for that, John. That's very interesting. I guess as you were speaking, two questions came to my mind. The first one is, in layman's terms, this kind of technology, it scours the web, it understands the language, and then it is able to write, predict, create. So I guess my first question is, especially now with so much information that is not verified on the internet, fake news, how does this kind of technology read that? And how can they understand whether a news source is fake or not, whether a scientific fact is real or not? And then if we're talking about its utilization for businesses, and I know that businesses, they are looking to take advantage of this kind of technology, doesn't it raise legal questions around data security? So two questions Zoe, there. You, we, could, we could talk for the next week on the great issues that you just surfaced. Let me cut those apart a bit and speak to them in um, in two or three points here. The first is this has been, this is not scraping the internet. The internet has, the language model has scraped the internet. Maybe the best analogy of thinking about a language model and its use for the enterprise and all of those questions of disinformation, accuracy and the like. You know, sometimes there's a there can be a really wild party and someone will bring in kind of a plastic bucket and all kinds of stuff is tossed in that plastic bucket. Uh, you know, that may happen for, you know, young men and young women, you know, say on a college campus, all kinds of things are tossed into there. And if you take a drink from that, you're not quite sure what's going to hit you, but you're going to be hit. And when the web has been scraped, the web has been scraped with accurate things, with inaccurate things, with everything. You're swimming in an ocean. And for a business, you have to think, what, what is the value of data? You know, we can do all these fun things with ChatGPT. We had a group, you know, at the Open Voice Network. Can you, ChatGPT, can you create the Open Voice Network song in the style of a 16th century German hymn? Bing, there it was. And we could all laugh, and that was a lot of fun. 
but that doesn't create business. That doesn't, that's magic. That's fun. That's the creative aspect of it. That's the creative aspect of it. But for a business, we, business is driven by actionable knowledge, by data in context that is trustworthy, that is believable, that we can build our business upon actionable knowledge. And you may not necessarily find that in an enormous language model. And so, Zoe, one of the critical things, and listeners, one of the critical things is right now the development of what we can all call domain-specific or brand-specific language models. Your brand truth is going to be behind a paywall, right? Uh, Behind a firewall, I should say. And that's protected. That's an extremely important asset is your brand knowledge, your brand data, your brand truth. And we all go to great lengths to protect that. Yes, you can do what's called a plug-in into ChatGPT. But when you do that, your data starts going into the big pool. You start tossing your data into the plastic bucket with all the other stuff. And so there's going to be two to three different types for business. Sometimes you may want, say, writing code for doing a first draft, for summarizing a document. You may want to use an enormous language model. But for other things, and especially as we look at the consumer-facing side of this, you will want to use the power and the magic of generative AI and conversational AI You want to tie that to voice AI, but you'll want to have that inside your firewall. You want to protect that, and you'll need to create then with your data a domain-specific or a brand-specific language model. And there are a number of companies out there enabling great brands doing that right now. So enormous? Yeah. There's a reason for that. But for your brand, protection of your brand and the use of it within your company and to an outside community, you'll need to now take the steps. And that would be the first thing I'd be doing. Be thinking about how do you create a domain-specific language model or models, because there will be all kinds of different types of data and knowledge inside your company you'll want to use. That's very interesting. And that actually can help companies who are big and small looking to dabble in conversational AI. It's very clear where they need to start. But do they also need to worry about creativity and innovation when using these kinds of generative AIs? Zoe, it's a spot on question. Again, what makes data, what makes knowledge trustworthy and actionable? Well, we trust its source, right? We know its source. We trust that source. Trust is a huge issue within this whole conversational AI realm right now. But first of all, we need to trust the source, know the source, have that source identified to us. If you're using ChatGPT, are you using a flavor of that that enables you to see the sources? Are you, do you have a human in the loop and a human that is reviewing the information and saying, mm, well, that looks right and that checks out, but where did this come from? Because we just can't press the button, have the magic happen, and then all sing and dance. That's going to lead us to the, you know, people use the term hallucinations, but it's going to lead to the disinformation. And Zoe, to your point, this is, this is dynamite. In certain hands, you can use dynamite to mine for raw materials and create great value and do it safely. 
and other places you can use dynamite to blow up people. And it's the ethical considerations and the intent of the human users that will make the difference here. There's going to be so bad guys. It's like any great technology. It's like any, it's an, an, an amazing technological advance, but it's like any technology. We can use it for good. We can use it to increase productivity in our companies. We can use it to create great value. But yes, stand by. There will be those bad actors out there, no doubt, who will be using this to do other things. And that's the reason for one of the reasons why the Open Voice Network has created its Trustmark initiative, enabling companies to stand up, raise their hand and say, we stand for doing this right. We stand for doing this ethically. We stand for consent, for transparency, accountability, that a human is behind this, all those things. So, Zoe, it's a huge issue, and you were very right in bringing it up. Thanks for that, John. And I would say, like, my final question would be for businesses who are looking to dabble in this kind of technology, they know that they are supposed to protect their brand. But if they are new to this field, what are the first things they should look at to truly understand their need and their use of ethically using this kind of technology? I would do two things. Number one, talk to someone who can explain how the technology works. And then start looking at the internal, not external facing, not connecting to consumers, customers, constituents, and vendors, internal potential uses. It may be in IT with software development. It may be in the creative shop to do a first draft. It may be to summarize meetings. It may be a lot of different things. And there are companies right now that inside the walls are using ChatGPT 3 and 4 to really create some efficiencies. That's exciting. When you're thinking about the technology of language models and generative AI, NLP and attached to that, you've got to be thinking now about, yes, you want to do the technology, but that's going to demand development, most likely, of your own domain-specific, your own brand-specific language models. There are companies out there helping to do that and, and can take you through at least the first conversations. So schedule meetings with those who can help you develop those brand-specific, domain-specific language models. Talk to others about the first steps, often very quiet, under the covers, the first steps of using ChatGPT inside the organization for creating much greater efficiency. Thank you very much for this, John. Uh, we've run out of time, but I think we can all agree that this is just the beginning of the conversation. And there's We're just starting. More, exactly. Well, there's lots more to discuss. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. And if you'd like to know more about the work of the Product Data Coalition at the Consumer Goods Forum, you can join us on our website, www.theconsumergoodsforum.com. Thank you and goodbye.